So I've had a little demon running around in my head lately that I know a lot of you all have too. And it's this little imp that's constantly telling me that I'm wasting my time. Nobody cares. Why are you doing this? Why are you spending all of this energy and effort on all of this stuff that nobody will ever care about. I mean, it's not really making a difference in the world. I mean, can't you see how messed up the world is? You should be doing something more important with your life rather than sitting around and telling all these silly stories. And then I started really thinking about it. Is it actually possible for us to waste time? So let's talk about it on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? My name is Charlie. I am a non-binary sci-fi fantasy writer, and welcome to the podcast. So yeah, this little demon has been haunting me, and it's telling me this for everything. Like, why are you spending so much time streaming? Like, it's ephemeral. Nobody cares. Why are you writing your stories? Nobody cares. Why are you podcasting? Nobody cares. Why are you making all these pictures? Nobody cares. Why are you playing video games? It doesn't matter. Why are you hanging out with your friends? Why are you spending so much time with your husband? Why are you spending time with family? I mean, in the end, Nothing really matters, does it? In the end, everything will be forgotten and everything will crumble to dust. So, in the grand view from eternity, nothing that you do matters. So why? Why are you even trying? Why are you doing this? Why? And sure, that, that's one way to look at life. I mean, if you want to be truly nihilistic in everything that you do, yes. Maybe nothing matters. Maybe everything matters. Maybe everything ripples out in ways that you just can't understand or see from your small position and perch in this world. Or maybe it's just a stupid question. I mean, I'm not here to judge anyone. That's not my thing. And for anybody who knows me, you know that that's not my thing. I'm not a judgy person. But yeah, this is not something we should be doing. This is not a thought worthy of us. So if I can skip to the end before we get there, Maybe worrying about how we're spending our time is one of the only things that we can do to waste it. Because we have been cursed in this land of late-stage capitalism to see everything in terms of productivity. We see everything from this perspective of 
What am I getting out of it? What benefit is it to me? What profit is in this? And that truly is a waste of time. I mean, yes, I understand. We have to pay rent. We have to pay bills. We have all of these other things that we need to do. And I say need because those needs are violently forced upon us. Because remember, violence is the removal of free will. We do not have the free will as to whether or not we have to pay rent or pay for anything. It is something that is imposed upon us. So yes, we have to do those things. But maybe they're the real distractions. Maybe they're the thing that is actually preventing us from getting to where we need to be. There's a lot to unpack here. So let's just dive right in, shall we? I look around at the state of the world and everything that's going on right now, and I keep asking myself some of the same questions. Why is everybody so angry? Why are so many people prone to violent outbreaks over such trivial things? Why don't people listen to each other? Why are so many of us retreating into worlds of fan fiction, whether that be for our favorite characters in media or for some strange reason, politicians? Because, first of all, I, I just have to get this out of the way because I often get accused of shilling for various political factions. Uh, I, I don't have time for that. I don't have energy for that. I am not here to promote any one particular party or politician over another. Because I don't feel that, well, many of them, if any of them, have us in mind at all. Most of them really care more about themselves and their power and their fortunes, and that's all that they're really after. So the idea that I would invest my time, energy, and effort into caring about any of these people, especially to the point of getting angry when somebody says something bad, that, that drives me nuts. I don't, I don't understand that. But what about our lives puts us in this state? And, you know, I am very prone to say that our problem is late-stage capitalism. We have pushed ourselves into a place where everything that we talk about, everything that we do is framed in this lens of productivity. Everything that we do, everything that we work on, everything that we are gets broken up into different categories. Is it going to make me money? Is it going to make it easier for me to get money? Is it going to help me get a job? Is it going to impress my neighbors, my friends, my rivals? And if you're not one of the people that thinks this way, all praise and glory be unto you. But I think all of us have those moments, whether we want to or not, whether we intend to or not, we all have those moments. And so the real question that we have to ask is going into our own little Loki on the inside, 
What is, in fact, our glorious purpose? What is it that we desire most in this life? Because that will tell you a lot about what does waste time and what doesn't. And I'm sure a few people will come back and say something as trivial as, I want to make a lot of money. But see, if you really dig down underneath that, what do you really want? What, what is it that you really want? Because usually we want that money for something because we want a house. We want to not have to worry about our bills. We want to be able to pay for medical procedures or what have you, right? There's usually something deeper. Very few of us have that kind of Scrooge McDuck, I just want a giant money bin of money that I can swim around in and be like, oh, look how wealthy I am. I have so many shiny, shiny coins. What is it that you want? Because for me, I want to tell stories. That That's the thing that motivates me. That's the thing that drives me. That's the thing that gets me out of bed in the morning. That's the thing that gets me into my office on the daily. And that's the thing that gets me through my darkest hours is I want to tell stories. I love telling stories. And so anything that I'm doing in furtherance of that is not a waste of my time. Sometimes I'm playing a game and telling a story to myself or to the people I'm playing the game with. Not a waste of time. That is not a waste of time. Sometimes I'm on a stream and I'm telling a story. Sometimes I'm doing what I'm doing right now and podcasting and telling a story. That is my glorious purpose. It's the thing that motivates me, that drives me. It's why I like hanging around with friends. It's those times where we sit around sharing our stories. See, there's a species from Star Trek Voyager that I feel like I would have fit really, really well among because they see stories as the most important currency. And I'm kind of that person. But you have to ask that for yourself. What is that motivating, driving force within you? What is your glorious purpose? I can hear the voices now. But Charlie, how how do I do that? It starts by settling your mind. It starts by finding a place deep within you where you can have quiet, even for just a moment. Maybe count your breaths, maybe stare at the clouds for a little bit, maybe watch the dragonflies going around catching their prey. Whatever it is for you, do that thing that centers you, that brings you a sense of calm. And then ask yourself what you truly want and what you truly need. We do it for our characters all the time, but we very rarely do it for ourselves. And dismiss all of your capitalistic impulses unless that is absolutely what drives you because even if say your goal your drive is i want a best-selling novel well why though is it because you want the money that you would get from all those book sales or is it because you want the prestige of being able to use that title You'll learn a lot about yourself by the answer to that question. And again, if the answer is money, you you have to continue on. And am I just wanting to Scrooge McDuck and be able to say, hey, look at all the money that I have in my big money bin? Or is there something behind that that's motivating you to want that? 
and try not to be satisfied with any of the answers that you give. Keep asking, but why though? But why though? But why though? Be that annoying child in your own head. But why though? But why though? Until you get to that thing, that one true thing that you can say about yourself. When I say I am a storyteller, I know that through and through. What do I like to do with my friends? I like to sit around and play games, usually tabletop role-playing games where we construct a story together, or we sit around and share the stories of our day, the stories of our lives. When I visit with my father, we tell stories about our grand adventures, our happiest moments, and our darkest times. The stories are what bring us together. The stories are what we share. The stories are the reason we are there. And so that's the thing for me. It's always the story. It always comes down to the story. I can play a game if it has a story that I can get into. Even if it's a silly, stupid one like Slime Rancher. (laughs) Even if it's a stupid one like Slime Rancher. I love the story there. I love the world. I am invested. I'm in. I'm sold. It's one of the reasons Ghost is one of my favorite bands. I'm there for the story. I love the story, even though it's silly and goofy and funny and weird and bizarre and dark and sometimes sad and poignant. I'm here for the story. What are you here for? Find that quiet place in your mind and keep pestering yourself like a child. And keep asking the question until you get to that one answer, that one thing. Maybe you want to have the perfect experience for yourself. Maybe you want to give the perfect experience to someone else. Maybe you just want to feel safe and secure. Maybe you just want to feel loved. Maybe you just want to feel appreciated. Whatever it is, dig down. Settle your mind. Find that place that when you have it, you'll know. You'll know there won't be a question in your mind when you find the answer. It'll be like walking into the room and seeing your beloved and your heart explodes within you. You will just know, yes, that's my purpose. That's my point. That's why I'm here. Now, don't get confused. This was not appointed to you by some divine being. Maybe it was. Who am I to judge? But more than likely, it wasn't. Usually, this purpose is born out of your interests. Maybe it's born out of your genetics. Who knows where it comes from? The where isn't important. The what is. Because once you know what that thing is that you love with your whole heart, mind, and spirit, then you will be able to follow it. And it will take you through everything else and answer all the other questions for you. So do that. Now comes the evil thing. The evil thing that everybody wants to talk about. The work-life balance. I don't like this phrase. I really don't. And I don't like it for several reasons. One, it has the word balance in it. And I think that that's problematic because it's very hard to find balance between these things. It's also very difficult because it really depends on how you define the word work and the word life. 
I think for most people, this is job life balance rather than work life balance. Because to me, my work is that thing that feeds my glorious purpose, whatever that might be. My job is all the menial things that I have to do to get there. All of the spreadsheets and making sure that everything's documented right and the paying the bills and dot, 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 dot. And so finding a balance between that and your regular life, that is a wonderful thing and a very important thing to do. But what if your glorious purpose is the thing that you do for work, or at least part of the thing that you do for work? Because most of us are probably part-time in our vocation. What now? What now? Because my writing is one of the things I enjoy doing most. It's also one of the things I do for work. It makes me money. And in a capitalist society, if it makes you money, it's work. Right? Isn't that how that's supposed to work? I've never been good with the capitalism. Somebody's going to have to tell me. And this is where you have to find this answer deep down inside you. So for me, I like the analogy of the well. That I have a well within me of creativity and energy. And I have to... The actual balance that I have to find for myself is emptying that well and filling that well. Keeping that well full is one of the most challenging things I have to do. Because it's not always obvious and easy to understand what it's going to be that fills that well up. Sometimes it's clear, it's easy, it makes perfect sense. Other times... That thing that should be refilling isn't. That thing that should be refreshing isn't. And it's usually because I brought something into that place, into that activity that shouldn't have been there. And it, like a leech on my soul, ate away any of the refreshment that I could have gotten. And that's, for me, the real balance that we have to find. The real balance that we have to strike. Burnout is problematic. And it's something that strikes us on all things. You can get burnt out from cleaning the house. You can get burnt out from cooking dinner. You can get burnt out from writing, painting, going to your day job, whatever it is. Anything that you do can cause burnout. Burnout, in one simple analysis, is when the amount of energy it pulls from you is greater than the amount you're able to store back up between tasks. So if you're constantly drawing from the well and never refilling it, burnout will happen. And so that's really where you need to be finding your balance. So for me, I used to struggle with this all the time because I really enjoy writing. And sometimes, sometimes writing is the thing that refills my well. Other times, not so much. And so that's where we have to find our balance. What is it for you? What do you need to find balance in? Sometimes it's things that's outside of your control. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. But if that's the case, how do you find peace with that? Because finding peace and finding balance balance are two different things, but they can accomplish the same result in the end. 
Because the biggest problem that we have in this world is that we get distracted and we lose focus and we let that leech our energy from us. So what is it that you need to find balance or peace about? How can you find that? Because one thing that doesn't really get brought up as much as it should in this discussion is the real things that are pulling on us, and that is privilege and obligation. You see, I am privileged in that my grandfather owned a lot of property. So the house that I'm living in is one that he built. So I don't have to worry about living. Part of my inheritance went into getting a very large loan. So my husband could own a restaurant that we run and then we make our money off of. That's privilege. That's pure privilege. And I have to recognize that not everyone has the privileges that we have. And sometimes we don't even see it because as much as this is a privilege that we don't have to worry about where we're going to live because we have a house. We still have to worry about, like, are we going to be able to afford food sometimes? You know, over the last couple of years, finances have not been easy for anybody. And we prioritized our employees over ourselves because they have kids. And so there were times that, you know, we just ate very little. We controlled what we were buying a lot. You know, there was a stretch there where we didn't take a full paycheck for um, over a year. And that's hard. But that's also a privilege. See, we couldn't have done that if we didn't have the privilege of owning this house. So the obligations that we had and the privilege that we had found a balance. And that's not true for everyone. That's not true for all of us. See, some people have children. We don't have children. So I don't have the obligation of taking care of feeding, clothing a child. And depending on the, your perspective, that's either a privilege on my part or a lack of obligation. On some people's parts, being a parent may be that thing that they find fulfillment in. So that could be a privilege rather than an obligation. And see, this is the problem that we have is that we lump these things all together. So if something is a privilege for me, it may be an obligation for others. Like, I I have family members that their house is an obligation. And it's because they put so much self-worth in making sure that everything is decorated to the nines for all of the holidays. And that their lawns are perfectly manicured and their gardens are perfectly tended and dot, 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 dot. And I don't have the energy for that. You've turned something that should have been a blessing into a curse on you and your family. And we do that to ourselves all the time. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to tell that story because it, you could hear the privilege dripping off of it. Like I remember sitting around with family at one thing and we do not make enough money to participate in this and I just had to leave the room they were all sitting around talking about their maids and the problems that they had with their maids and we're sitting there 
trying to figure out where we're going to have enough money to pay payroll for the employees and how we're going to stretch the food that we have in the freezer for the next couple weeks to do that. And they couldn't see their privilege. See, they saw that as an obligation. They have to make sure that everything's ready. So when the maid arrives, everything is perspective. Everything in this life is perspective. And that's what you have to learn. That if you take nothing else out of this episode, it's all about perspective. See, people get upset at Star Wars for that line of, what I told you was true from a certain point of view. But that is the way the world works. No, truth isn't relative in that sense. There are facts. There are things that are 100% true. But the way that you internalize them changes everything. Your body has a very similar physiological response to both anxiety and anticipation. The difference is the perspective that gets overlaid so that that is either seen as a positive or a negative experience. And that, in turn, causes a cascade of other reactions. But the initial mental and physical reaction is the same. So we have to ask ourselves, are we just turning blessings into curses? and not seeing what we actually have. I hope I communicated what I was trying to. I hope that what I'm saying is making sense to those who need to hear it. Because when you talk about ineffable things like this, it's hard. Because there's so many intangibles. I can't just say, do this, do this, do this. We have to find our own path. And that's the glory of this world. That's the joy of this world. And that's also the pain and the suffering that is in this world. That we have to find our path. We have to make our own way. But so much of that is perspective. So much of that is how we choose or have forced upon us the interpretation of the world that we live in. Now, I'm not the best at seeing the world as a blessing. I'm not the best at having a positive outlook on things. But it's something I struggle to do because I see the importance of it. It's not that we should be Pollyanna and just imagine that everything is good when it's not. What we have to do is realize what is and is not. What is the way we perceive it? What is not the way that we perceive it? And how can we see and fix that? How can we change that? How can we be agents of good in our own life? Is it possible to waste time? Yes. I think a lot of the jobs I had when I was younger were a complete waste of time. How many times can I polish the glass in the front window? I mean, honestly, like there are no fingerprints on it. There's no dust on it. There hasn't been time for dust to fall on it. (laughs) You're just giving me busy work so you feel like you're getting more for your money. Yeah, that was a waste of time. 
That was very much a waste of time. And yeah, there are other things that I've done in my life that would easily be classified as a waste of time because they were not good for me or for others. And the experience had no value in any definition of that word, not just financial. So yeah. But the vast majority of the time when we accuse ourselves of wasting time, we're not. Because time is not a currency. Time is not money. See, money is a fake, intangible thing that we created so that we had a means of trade that we could agree on that didn't require us to bring a bunch of cattle and sheep to market. <laughs> See, it's a lot easier to bring a wallet with money in it or a card with imaginary numbers on a ledger than it is to bring a cart full of goods that we then haggle over the value of it for an equitable trade. Time's not like that. Time's not like that at all. And what you find valuable may not be what other people find valuable. And you're going to have to find peace with that. And that's kind of where I am in my life right now. Just learning to find peace with those things that I love, with those things that I enjoy. And being okay with the fact that some people just believe that I'm wasting my time. That's all right. That's fine. They can think whatever they want. Because I gotta be me. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it helpful. If you did, please let me know. And if you have anything that you would like me to talk about, let me know. Because I have a whole bunch of topics that I would really want to talk about on this podcast with you all. And I'd like to, you know, know what you want to hear me talk about. So until next time, remember, we live in a nightmare hellscape that is not going to get any better if we don't do our best to stop Asian hate. To remind the idiots who do not believe that black lives matter, that black lives matter, the black trans lives matter, and that trans identities are magical. And until next time, may you have the courage to write your dreams into reality. And don't forget to have the fun. Bye. <laughs>